welcome to StockTwits After Hours, where we provide a quick rundown of the day's market action from the folks at StockTwits, the largest community of investors in the universe. Good evening, everybody, and welcome back to StockTwits After Hours. I'm your host, Riley Rosenberger, alongside head trader at Trading Experts, Shake Prisby. Shake, today is Tuesday, March 16th. We saw the NASDAQ close positive while the Dow and Russell 2000 broke their seven-day winning streak. Big cap tech kept the market above water today. But is it time for the Fang Gang to come back in full force? So I'm not so sure it's time for the Fang Gang. Amazon and Netflix have been super weak. Google and Facebook look like the winners of the crew in the near term. But what we saw today was the beginning of consolidation in some of the sectors that have been going vertical, like energy and financials. Both of these sectors have moved higher six straight weeks. So if they want to continue moving higher, they're going to need to consolidate those gains in the near term, which is what we saw this morning. Energy is still up 35% this quarter. You mentioned the Dow's seven-day winning streak. The overall trend looks great, but has to consolidate those gains at some point. As those sectors began to consolidate, we saw tech lead us higher off the open before swiftly reversing lower midday, showing it's still a relatively weak sector in the market. All eyes on the Fed meeting tomorrow. Equities reactions to the Fed day tomorrow will likely control stocks direction the rest of the week. We got retail sales numbers this morning. It looks like they missed estimates after January's big beat. Is this a cause for concern for the underlying economy though? We saw retail sales fall month over month by 3% as consumers spent less on autos, furniture, electronics, home improvement, and healthcare. But we saw January's numbers up a disproportionately 7%, which was a huge beat after three months of gains. So this 3% fall has to be taken in that context. February is seasonally a quiet time for retail sales as sellers prepare for the spring boom and inclement weather across the nation kept consumers indoors. You couple that with the fact we got stimulus in December leading to the big January and we're getting that stimulus this March. So this number should bounce back big time. What it's bad for is the inflation narrative that's been dominating the market these past few weeks. High inflation rates erode consumers' purchasing power making it less likely that they have excess income to spend. Higher price tags also deter spending. So you see how this number does not help the inflation narrative. Given the context of the huge January and the March stimulus, we're looking for a big bounce back next month. You mentioned the Fed day tomorrow. The Federal Reserve has been consistent about the need to hit their mandates of full employment and inflation sustaining above 2%. But with the inflationary pressures that we've seen lately, could we see drastic changes to this narrative? We are expecting zero changes in the Fed statement, and it seems as though they have little room for error. Given the inflation narrative, it's considered a more important meeting. We're expecting the Fed to say, while the economic environment has been improving, it's too early to change their plans in regards to interest rates and asset purchases. The vaccine rollout, as well as the stimulus package, definitely helps the environment, but there's still much to be done recovery-wise. We're not expecting interest rates to rise for the next two years through 2023. So anything disagreeing with that narrative in their speech would likely be seen as bad news for the equity market. Anything hinting at the slightest change of timeline may send stocks downward. The bear case here is that investors are looking for the Fed to raise rates sooner with futures markets pricing an increase by as early as the second quarter of next year due to inflation pressures. So equities really want to hear the exact same playbooks recited from Powell tomorrow or else we could see stocks reverse lower. We got a couple of earnings today, Lennar reported, which gives us a deeper look into the housing market, along with software favorite CrowdStrike. We'll kick things off with Lennar. How did these earnings come out in this hot housing market? I mean, you said it yourself. The housing market is scorching hot right now, and Lennar crushed this report. Their gap EPS number beat estimates by a whopping 84%. 
They delivered over 12,000 homes, up 19%. New orders of about 16,000 homes were up 26%, with order totals in dollars up 31%. So they're raising their guidance for 2021 as they expect this housing market to stay piping hot in this low-rate environment. So what about CrowdStrike? So what about CrowdStrike? This stock was hot all year last year and has gained more than 500% since its March 2020 low. How did this company's quarter come out? Pretty solid quarter of CrowdStrike. Nice beat on the revenue side, growing at 74% year over year. But that number did fall from the 86% growth they saw in Q3. Their annual recurring revenue surpassed the billion-dollar milestone, driven by record new ARR of $143 million this quarter, as they accelerated growth within their new customer segment. One of their major strengths is they can solicit both marquee enterprises as well as small businesses alike. So they're seeing growth in both of these segments. The stock's gapping up a couple percent after hours. We'll see how much the street likes these earnings tomorrow. All righty, Shake. Well, that's a wrap for today. We'll continue to keep an eye on the Fang Gang and most specifically Facebook and Google. But we'll talk again tomorrow after hours. Sounds good. You've been listening to Stock Twits After Hours. To learn more and subscribe today, visit StockTwits.com. All opinions expressed by the host and podcast guests are solely their own opinions and do not reflect the opinions of StockTwits or their affiliates. This podcast is for informational purposes only and is not intended as a recommendation to buy or sell any security. The podcast is also not a research report and is not intended for the basis of any investment decision. Guests may maintain positions and securities discussed in this podcast.